the camera's not on. God, I can't remember what I was going to say. Shane, I need to get a a couple lessons from you because Tali and I are trying to figure out how to how to start podcasts, and you are obviously the master of the of all things podcasting. So uh, we need to tap your your skill set there at some point. Hey, um, happy to yeah, happy to kind of give you the 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 easy um version of this like it's there is an easier way to do this when like when you really kind of know the shortcut so yeah i'd I'd be happy to scott no problem like i'm excited for you guys the fact you guys are starting a a show together i mean i i've talked to my wife numerous times about coming in sitting down being my my co-host and all that kind of stuff like hey listen you don't have to say stuff like it just we do this kind of stuff at the end of the day anyway where we sit around we joke we talk all that kind of stuff and you know life is life and so you start getting into, into lessons and i was like man this would be a great thing and it, just, it would yeah, be. i'm just not really kind of like your show gabe like what you're doing with your daughter isn't that kind of what you're doing that's pretty much it yeah we just released our first episode on uh on monday and we God just sit damn. down at the dining room table and just have conversations man it's about you know 20 30 minutes just talking about stuff she's in high school and you know we just Ooh, it's yeah. so, you know conversations you know man, I, and, <laughs> and we go there so i mean it's, it's a it's a it's an interesting time in life and so you know we we just think that there there's some parents and some kids out there that might be able to to listen to it and maybe at least pick up on on some of the stuff that we're experiencing so yeah you got to send out the link i think i wrote the name of it down but i didn't go out and find it yet i need to go yeah. out, check that out do, man. and shane we got our first one we we actually put Tully and i put the first one out we just recorded the second one yesterday and we're trying to get a little bit of a a little bit of a backlog there so we're not stressed out every week trying to figure out who we're going to bring in and what we're going to do the yeah. best the best thing to do and i tell this to everybody who's starting a podcast do seven shows don't release any of them and if you get the first seven shows done you're already in the top 90 percent of all podcasts that's how far most podcasts get is less than seven seven shows. yeah we kind of already just did it <laughs> just so the, well part of the reason was with like when i had the opportunity to, to talk to to mike on on simply it was like hey i need to get this thing started and i may as well may as well tell everybody while i'm on a on a show so mm-hmm. let's go back to that yep yeah i'm excited for you guys man to be able to do that together is that's really cool that is really cool yeah i think uh you guys keep going i'm gonna i think i need to turn up some lights in here at all Particles. i don't mean if i uh talked over that hey alex uh but um Scott was shouting out to you. I was just so you, in case I talked over it. But uh, the the interesting thing to me, Scott, is the topic that you guys are planning on doing. Because like I was, I went to public school, so like the homeschool kids were literally like aliens to me. Like I, I was like, I was like, I don't understand how you guys can do school at home. So that I think like you guys might get more interest than you might expect. Well, we're. I mean, I was. I went to public school. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't. I, there's nothing wrong with public school. I, our, my parents actually thought well, nowadays there is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that's, <laughs> that's absolutely true. But um, yeah, it's not. I, I don't mean to dig on someone if their kids are in public school. I'm just no. the call out is there's just like a whole asymmetric upside to to the good, limited downside of the bad, and you and you avoid a whole bunch of, of potential woke and other issues that. 
we, we can get into it whenever you want. You kind of already heard it when we were. I think we should just go with it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, but that that is, uh, yeah, it's, it's not to dig on anybody who's who's in that because there's a lot of things that you can do. Like if you're if your kids are in public school, you still have time with them when they're at home. So you can play games, you can you can have dinner, you can involve them and in, you can have whatever conversations you, you have. Because uh, when they're when they're at home and they're under eighteen, that's the most time you're ever going to have with them. Once you once you get past that, the the total number of hours they're going to spend with you is going to be like next to nothing as a as a fraction of their total time they'll spend with with their parents. So you, you got you have the opportunity. You're home. You ever you seen can, the the jelly bean theory, Scott? The jelly bean. Uh, probably, but I'm yeah. not by name. What's the jelly bean theory? If, if you if you divide your life up into minutes, obviously all, all all jelly beans, right? And you take away like half of the jelly beans, half of your life is sleeping. Like so now you know your jar is half, right? Already through you know just just sleeping, and then you start to add in everything that you just have to do on a daily basis that isn't with your kids, whether it's going to work, uh, you know, menial chores, bathroom stuff, whatever else. Now you're down. Uh, to probably about 10% of your life. And within that 10%, now you've got to divide your time up between, you know, friends and family and all that other kind of stuff. So now, you know, you've got other things going on. The amount of time you get with your kids is ex like significantly small, small, like less than 6%, I think, of your life yeah, is spent crazy. with your kids. Yeah. yeah. And you start to think about it that way and you, you start to realize like, man, you really have to make effort to, to get, you know, not only fully functioning informed kids, but like you want to see them when they're adults, you want them to want to be around you. You've got to really make a, a, a real effort to. Yeah, to that's, yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, the homeschooling, that's part of what Tali wanted is she wanted, she was like, I'm not letting, why should I go to, to work, spend most of, most of that money on taxes, then come home and find out that the, your kid is calling the nanny mom when you're not there. Ooh. Right. Like how much, I mean, and then, yeah. And to your point, you don't build the same relationship. So even when they, when they are older and out of the house, that the, the ability to connect and relate is going to be more challenging, most likely. I mean, not in all cases, but yeah, hundred percent. Like you, you want a lifetime connection with your, with your kids. Um, that you just, there's, there's no way you wouldn't homeschool. Well, Scott, whenever, uh, whenever these guys want to, I, don't, I think we might want to get like an introduction to you here shortly, but like right where this conversation led is a perfect segue to what you and I were saying we wanted to discuss today anyway, with regards to destruction of the family and all sorts of other things. But um, Shane, I don't know when you want to do the intro, like as far as like the Bitcoin veteran stuff, but then also, I guess we still got seven minutes. Um, do you want to wait to get the intro from, from Scott until after seven then? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do all that. We'll just keep carrying on, you know, round okay. seven, we'll hit the intro and, you know, just typical fashion. Damn. Yeah. We've covered a lot of ground with conversation already <laughs> before we even get to the actual part of the podcast. Yeah, we haven't actually gone deep on anything yet, but uh... yeah, there's a lot there, man. I mean, it's, I mean, even we haven't even gotten into the, the national movement that we're looking at that is, I mean, it's been going crazy, especially over the past three years or so. Yeah. I mean, it used to be freaky to be in homeschool. You know, it's like you said. Freaky. Yeah, it was like that. that those are the weird kids, man. You see them over there in the yep. shopping center and, you know, their, their mom has a has a weird, really long dress on and the kids don't look at anybody. It's homemade. 
Exactly. Super nice. What's wrong with them? Yeah. It's Weird. A, I think the, the percentage I heard is is it somewhere around 10% now of the kids that are K through 12. And I haven't gone to check on that recently, but that would put the number somewhere around 5 million. You're right and, on. And I think yep. that's that's pretty pretty damn impressive. I think the whole COVID thing, if there was anything good about COVID, it was it was like someone put the the pot on boil mm. and all of a sudden like the what was happening slowly to our kids over time suddenly became really apparent to a lot of people all at the same time. And I think that actually that actually could be a good thing. You know, we might look back on that and say, yeah, the lockdowns really sucked and people were hurt by it. But on the other other hand, how many people woke, woke the hell up to see what was going on in education or what wasn't going on in education that they, they expected? So I fully expect like that over to window is going to keep on shifting and homeschoolers are going to keep on. They're going to keep on growing. It's going to be more and more normal, I think. And then I think the state's going to fight it harder and harder because they're losing more and more control of the of the kids and their mindset when they do that. So, yeah, I like this thing is going to grow. It's going to keep on growing. So I'll uh, I'll give you guys a, a fun story to to take up a little time before the show really gets going live and everything. The um, I actually grew up right next door to some homeschoolers. Uh, they they moved in when I was probably six or seven years old. They came over, nicest family in the world, right? Um, and I mean, like Ned Flanders, nice. And I mean, guy had a guy had a, a fucking mustache. Um, and they were you know big big Christians so much so that they ripped out their uh, their mailbox. And they put in a brick mailbox that, you know, was normal size, big square mailbox, but it had the leaves on it for a cross. And so they, they bricked up a cross. It was big and white. And then they had a cross built into it lower than the mailbox. So you had, you know, this white mailbox that was, you know, brick. And then you had the, the like the, the brick, normal red brick color in a cross below. And we were like, dude, who just moved in next door? And, you know, it was crazy because, you know, we'd have teacher work days and they'd just be outdoors during the middle of the day playing, exercising, having a great time. And we're like, what's going on? Aren't you supposed to be in homeschool? And they're like, dude, it's 11. This is homeschool. We're done. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, well, maybe these guys are on to something. But me and uh, me and my brother, being the delinquents that we were uh, when we were children, we, uh, we went over around Christmas time. And from our backyard, we decided that uh, we were going to egg their house. And, you know, we're like throwing eggs, having just a great time. And uh, anyway, the word got back to my my mom and dad that we had egged their house and had mm. been caught. So my dad made us literally go over and apologize, you know, t- to the family. And I, I can tell you right now, I remember walking in there just crying, like, I'm so sorry we egged your house. And he, my dad would say something to the effect of not as sorry as you're about to be, right? So he, he takes us outside. He goes and grabs all of our friends from around the neighborhood to show them what putzes we were, grabs a ladder and a hose and a scrub brush and makes us go over and clean the entire side of the house. It's a two-story house. And we're like, I don't know, seven, eight years old, something like that. And like just out there scrubbing the entire house. And everybody's out there laughing at us doing this kind of stuff. Holy hell. I never egged anything again after that. I like your dad. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> Old man Mike, he's a legend. Mike's tend to be legends, I'm just saying. <laughs> Could be biased, maybe not. 
Yeah. I could be. I could be. That's true. Yeah, that would have been uh, so Shane, that would have been at a time when homeschooling was much more rare. And so much more difficult, I would think. Less resources available to really be going it alone like that. Uh, so, you know, good on them for being to having the foresight to to be to, to do something like that. Yeah, deciding to live next to us was uh that was a big move. Yeah. You should like <laughs> you could go back, you should try to find a look them up and say, I just want to let you guys know that. We now homeschool. <laughs> they know. What I actually, know. We came full circle. I, I I ran into Ned Flanders not long ago, actually, and <laughs> you know he's like, "Man, you've been busy." And I was like, "Yeah." He's he's like, "I knew when you left home and you went to the Marine Corps and all that kind of stuff, and then you came back and did some other, you know, political stuff." And I talked to him about, you know, now that we're, we're homeschool, and then you know, kind of thanked him a little bit for the example, and yeah, <laughs> super nice guy. <laughs> He asked me if I he asked me if I egged any more out. So the interesting thing will be, what do you do when your kid when your kids egg somebody's house? Same thing. Same thing. Exact same thing. I hope I have as much imagination as my dad. That's for sure, man. Yeah. Try and top it. He's good. Straight out. You guys ready to rock? It is seven o'clock on the East Coast. Here we go. Welcome to Bitcoin Veterans. We're Bitcoiners. We're veterans. We do this every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Uh, minus one person who just shows up whenever the hell he can or feels like. Uh, but I'm joined by my co-host, Gabe Alex. And we have a special guest tonight. Uh, I, I am super proud to call a friend. He's got an amazing imagination. He's a West Point grad. Yeah, Air Force vet, and uh, he is the CEO and creator of Free Market Kids. It's a board game that is absolutely fantastic, teaches kids about Bitcoin. He's also a homeschooler. The accolade list goes on and on and on. Uh, Scott, welcome to the show, man. It's good to have you back. Oh, or good to have you on this show. Awesome to, awesome to talk to you guys again. And uh, it's Army. West Point is Army, not Air Force. Oh, I was gonna, oh, he I was had to make sure to correct that one. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to cut Shane some slack. Crayons do terrible things too, man. <laughs> gotta stop he fell from crazy. high altitudes. <laughs> Very high altitudes. I, I knew you went to West Point. Somebody said you were an Air Force vet to me earlier, and I was like, yeah. So I just, uh, man, said We're going to blame that on Jordan, regardless of whoever it was. Right. He's not here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's definitely Jordan. Yeah, whatever helps you feel, Shane. If you want to like say whatever you want to say, that's okay. that, I, I take full ownership on it. It's a, a, my gaff. Like I said, once a show, man, it, it's just it's going to happen. <laughs> well, it's all it's awesome to be here with you guys. I, I love what you're doing with this. And when I saw the the Bitcoin veterans, I'm like, why the heck did anybody not do that yet? Like, it's so obvious that we need that. And you know, I say most of the time I just listen to things when I'm like in the gym or whatever. I actually don't usually watch 
that's the first time I actually watched the the clip. I mean, everybody needs to check that out. That thing is really well done. I don't know who, who put that together, but your intro is awesome. Yeah, I get to I that, get to make be, up that'd be uh, this the guy, cranny or this guy over here. <laughs> you know, I neither did that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it for for your show but, uh, for those of you guys that don't know scott's also launching a, a podcast you know man's not busy enough moving around traveling uh i mean i know scott I've, I've known scott for a while we recently got to reconnect um down in atlanta here for TabComp. we're on a uh, homeschooling panel together and you know the amount of irons this guy has in the fire you know it's just one of those things with work ethic you know this this crowd is, you know, no slouch, right? And and Scott's one of those guys leading the charge. But to your point, Scott, you know, this I think this space is so just wide open. You know, this is the beginning of the internet, but it's the beginning of a new way to transact with each other. So whatever you're doing, if you're gonna do it and do it in Bitcoin, you're probably gonna be some of the first people to do it. I mean, what a what a, an amazing opportunity to just, you know, start throwing things against the window, you know, it's bear market. That's when you build for sure. Yeah, it is. And if you don't do it now, you will probably look back and, and be one of those guys. So yeah, I, I had the idea for the internet. Like you'll be like, you'll be saying that you had the idea for it. Um, yeah. If I could just go on a little bit of a tangent, the TabConf, we weren't going to go to that because my wife and I are not techies. And when we were, when Ellie asked us to be on that homeschooling podcast, we're like, okay, what the heck? We'll, we'll go and do it. When I left there, like this is this is something I hope I hope we get into later tonight. When you talk about like grassroots and excitement for a for a movement, we went last well I guess earlier this year to a couple homeschooling conventions, and we were trying to basically sell our Bitcoin game and the Bitcoin book to homeschoolers because to me, they are so alike. Like they the the values that homeschoolers have in terms of, like of so many things of what they value, the overlap is insane. And I'm like, these are our people. And it was like pushing a rock up a hill. And then you go to a you go to a, a techie Bitcoin conference. I don't know, 300 people, 400. I don't know. It's small techie conference. And like people are just so excited. So if you would do like a Venn diagram and overlap those two circles coming together. Um, I was I was when we were driving home, I was thinking about actually your part, this podcast here. I'm like the Bitcoin veterans is just simple and to the point. Right. It just nails it. You don't have to explain to anybody what what the show's about. And I was talking to my wife and I'm like, we're going the wrong direction. Us going to homeschoolers and trying to and shove Bitcoin at them. We've got multiple hurdles to overcome, even though they will eventually get get there. And then, Shane, that's what led to that article. Homeschoolers are Bitcoin Bitcoiners that don't know it. Um, just so everybody knows that's how Shane and I got introduced. He he read my article on his podcast and then sent me his podcast. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> but I told, I told my wife, I said, uh, we're going the wrong direction. We need, to, we need to go Bitcoin homeschoolers because this, this is a group that all you have to do is say the words of self custody or education or separation of education state. You could, you know, just pick your Bitcoin phrase and they get it. They get it really fast. And that was the inspiration for us to start that podcast that you're talking about, Shane. And, and we're we're sure we're going to make some mistakes along the way, but we just had to get it started, and we'll kind of figure it out as we go. The uh, launch launching a, a podcast, you know, for anybody who's out there, and I, I we need more, right? Like we need people, we need like Bitcoin cops, you know, we need Bitcoin firefighters. I mean, we got the blue collar guys out there and everything, but like this this whole space, it, that's what it is. If you need help with this, 
you know, reach out to us, right? Especially if you're a veteran and you're, you've got some other interest, man, reach out. This is, I mean, this is not the most difficult thing to do. It is one of those things you have to do with a little bit of consistency. And I tell everybody out there, you know, if you get through the first seven shows, uh, you're in the top 90%, right? It's like, do it. Out. Be consistent, have a message, add value, have some interesting guests, and you, you're you going to do things for sure. Yeah. And military people, like, I mean, that's a, when you say take action, I mean, that actually means something to them. And I mean, that, I think you don't want, I think the mistake, I know this personally for me has been part of the problem is you're, you want to have the confidence before you take that first step. And that's not the way it works. You got to, you need to make a commitment first and have the courage to actually try something. That's how you build up your capabilities. And then once you've done it seven times or however, seven million times or whatever it is, that's when you're going to have your confidence and you're going to look back and you're like, what the hell is I waiting for? Like, I mean, I don't. So to me, you don't, don't start with confidence. It's the same. We could actually apply that to starting a business. If you want to do something in the Bitcoin space, you want to, if you want to do homeschooling, if you want to do a podcast, I mean, that, that, that principle applies pretty much across the board. Yeah, and, and also this is the last thing I'll say. I know I've, I've chimed in a lot of times here, but when you're starting out, don't worry about it so much. There's a character arc, and your character arc from where you started to where you go, that's going to be great for your long-term fans and for the fans that join you later on in the journey, and they go, oh, my God, these people are amazing. They've got great content. They've got great people on their show, and they start to go back through all the content you've already created. They're going to be like, he's all about so you know mm. start small be humble just get it out there don't worry about it too much and you know at, good things will come for sure yeah it's a supportive environment too i mean think about like the whole like free and open source software type of mentality you and i are both trying to build wallets or code whatever it is that you want to code but we're still all in it together trying to work towards a, a common mission anything that you try i guarantee you there will be people who will come out of the woodwork to try to help you uh tolly and i have been absolutely blown away with how humble and helpful people have been regardless of what position they are in within the, the bitcoin community i mean it's been absolutely like we are so grateful for that and that that's what you have like that that's waiting for you for for anybody who wants to take that first step guaranteed just reach out and and some bitcoiner is going to stand up and help you amen to that I've, I've noticed the same thing. It's just, you know, I, I'm, I might be one of the newer Bitcoiners in the group here. And it's, I mean, from, from the beginning, it's just been that way. I mean, people just, like you said, they come out of the woodwork, just ready to support and ready to help. And just, you know, if you got a question, ask it because everybody's been there at some point or another. And so I'm just going to echo what you said. Anybody out there who's thinking about, you know, getting involved and stepping up and doing something, now's the time. Now's the time. And uh, Scott, you were sharing a stat with us before we before we uh, went live, I think, um, about the about how many people homeschool in our in our country right now. Um, can what was it about 10 percent? You said my, that's yeah. I haven't checked this recently, but my official fact checker over there, Shane's going to let me know. Um, I think I think it was I think it's around five million. And if the total population in K through 12 is is about 50, you're looking at 10 percent right now. That's awesome. So, I mean, in, to me, that's like a perfect alignment with Bitcoin right there because people are still early to the homeschool movement, just like they're early to Bitcoin. So they've got that mentality. Um, can I can I ask you um, just for a little bit of background information? Can you I mean, especially since, you know, this is Bitcoin veterans, can you can you walk us through just a little bit 
of, um, you know, what about, how did your military experience um, translate and evolve into you becoming uh, involved in homeschool and then eventually into, into Bitcoin as well? Okay. I don't know if I can connect all those dots. I'll do my, I'll do Just my Just give best. us a real high level overview. So when I went to the military, I, I, I was basically, it started in high school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I certainly didn't know how I was going to pay for college, but everybody around me said, you need to go to college. My, my grandfather had gone to Kings Point. And when I visited, I, I you know, a teenager, I, I couldn't get my head around why anybody would go to a school without girls. Didn't make any sense to me, you know, but, you know, like later on. Checks out. It's yeah. <laughs> so full circle. I get to West Point and then I just I mean, I grew up, you said the Pledge of Allegiance and you learned. I mean, you just you were around people who celebrated Fourth of July. I didn't realize like the values or I mean, until you get, you get to the academy and then it just like you just you, you kind of you understand that there's a cause bigger than yourself. And I don't I don't even know if most 18 year olds realize what that is when you when you first take your 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 oath to to come in. But that to me is similar as I look at Bitcoin. That's a cause that's bigger than than ourselves. This is something that's going to go on long past us. This is something that's going to go on for our kids and the next generation, et cetera. And all the human flourishing and uh, that will come from having a hard money. Like that's that's pretty freaking amazing to me. The homeschooling piece, same exact theme, right? You're this is a cause bigger than yourself. Right. You're you're going to have to not your opportunity cost might be you're not going to have that fancy job or title or maybe you take less vacations or you don't get a vacation day. If you're if you're if you're sick or your kids are sick, like it's not like you say, I'm going to like call a substitute or something. And you certainly don't get government holidays. It's a lot of it's a lot of work, but it's a cause bigger than yourself. You're investing in your your kids and their future. And then in that way, you're also contributing to to basically humankind as well. The family unit is under attack. Um, and I think as, as everybody would agree to that, like that is a whole other thing we can go down or we can go down the rabbit hole of government wanting to control your kids. But either way, to me, the, the link, Gabe, is that this is something way bigger than us. That's that's when you take your oath to for the Constitution. If When you take your oath to your, your wife and you're going to commit to your family and raise your kids, and we're not taking an oath to, to Bitcoin, but I think you would you would agree that most people who get into space are so passionate about it they they people jokingly call them like they're in a cult. So it's it's all about freedom. It's all about human flourishing. I want success for my kids. Um, you know, I want success for your kids. It's 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 something bigger than ourselves. So depending on which way you want to go with that, that's the that's the overarching theme that I would connect all those dots with. That's awesome. If if the definition of a Bitcoin cult is a bunch of positive, motivated, intelligent, action-oriented people, sign me up in that cult all day, every day. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Here we are. All, all reporting for duty. Yeah. And, and ticks make people interesting, right? Like, you know, it's just one of those things where you come out of homeschool, maybe you're on the spectrum a little bit. I know for a fact, like, if, if you're if you're on the fence about this kind of stuff, I've got boys with the attention span of a gnat, right? Like they're, they're great at learning what they want to learn. And I think that's, you know, Scott, we were talking about this a little bit down in Atlanta, you know, yep. the, the idea that, you know, this is a, a normal, you know, school day. Like it's not, it's, it's one of those things where, 
you know, depending on how many kids you have and, you know, what they're studying and their, their level of study, things, things are very different. You know, it may be a little more time intensive in the beginning, trying to get kids to, you know, learn, you know, basic arithmetic, reading and writing and all that fun stuff. But once you get them to that point and now it's just one-on-one, those, those, you know, lessons compound very fast and you're able to sit there with your kids and, and drive through a lesson pretty quickly to where you're like, okay, can you do this? Good. Now do it, learn it, and then teach it to your brother or sister. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's something where you're talking about a different level of education and it's all done by noon, maybe, or maybe you break it up into chunks where you've got a morning session, you got an afternoon session in between. You're doing like life skills where you, Hey, you're literally doing like stuff around the house where you're taking care of things. If you've got a homestead, you're taking care of, you know, animals, you're taking care of chores, you, things that are going to prepare these kids and these, these boys that go to school that are looked at as ADHD or, you know, mm -hmm whatever they are on the spectrum right you're like those kids thrive in this type of environment where they are they are challenged and they are free and they can you know run around outside and be part of nature which is you know one of those things that in our house at least feeds them right so if they can go out and study what animals are doing and learn how they move and all those kind of things those are skills for later on so you know, this idea that you got to do it like they do it in school, like that's the, the whole purpose of it is not to do it like that. So, you know, strengthens the family too. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's sure. so many things there, Shane. Oh, man. We actually, the second episode we did, we just recorded <clears throat> it yesterday for our podcast, actually talks about this very thing. Like, don't like right now that if you go into public school, it's all about conformity. You need to sit down, you need to shut up, you need to toe line and whatever it is. And obey. There's a, there, that is that is not in the nature of kids that is not how they operate and you know labeling them with adhd so that you know some drug company can you know get some drugs that they can donate to the the political guys that wrote the regulations that said you should you should really you know control your kids at school whatever it is there's so much there but shane that there's something else i'd like to to tag on to what you're saying to go down a little slightly different path and that is right i think it was right before we um we went live and we were talking about how much more time you can spend with your kids than you would if you didn't homeschool. And the thing that's on my mind while you're talking is it's, it is all those things you said, but it's also more because kids are watching you. You're they're watching you every second and whether you think they are or not. So does dad go to the gym? Yes or no. Right. Am I taking care of my body for the long term? Does, does dad open the door for mom? is he, is he a gentleman or not? He's learning like how to respect people and that. And then like for me personally, dad talks about entrepreneurship. Is dad going to have the, the guts to go out and start a company or is he just going to preach to me you know, about how bad the politicians are on the TV and how bad the, the, the central bankers are? Is, is he going to go up? Is he going to Is he going to start to do something about it? Right? So even if you make a mistake and your podcast doesn't work or your company doesn't work from us, from an education standpoint, think about what that does for your kids. They, they said, my dad exercises, my dad opens the door for people, my dad, he walks the walk. If he says you should, you should take action, he, ta he takes action. He actually did whatever it is that he does. So it's, it's so many more things. Like it's, it's way more than just writing and, you know, math and whatever else. There, there's so many other things that go into educating kids and truly preparing them them for success in the future so sorry shane but i just 
my head was going while you're talking on that stuff. I'm like, I got to get that out. There's a the great, uh, great question from Jethro. Are you concerned about the risk of educating your club children into having above 80 IQ? <laughs> it's a great question um but in reality is um the these kids aptitude for what scott was just saying you know this these lessons in life that you're setting for them you know this this is something that man they're not going to get from some school teacher and, and let's and let's face it right like i think probably let's just conservatively say 80 percent of the teachers in, in government indoctrination are you know female and a lot of them are woke. And the thing is, is man, little boys, I'm going to tell you right now, little boys don't, they're not interested after a certain point, right? Like, unless she's super hot, which, you know, they're, they're out there. And, and, and you remember your super hot teacher, probably maybe you had Mrs. One. Robertson, <laughs> second grade. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is these, they, to be able to hold attention and to be around them. I mean, think about what you did or what your kids say when they come home from government indoctrination. Like, hey, you know, how was school today? What did you learn? All that kind of, uh, just get this. <laughs> They're checked out. The last thing they want to do after sitting through, you know, six hours of that and then have homeschool or, you know, practice it on top of it is a lot of times sit there and talk about their day of misery in classes with terrible teachers that they, you know, their, their friends are sitting right there. They can't talk to you. They don't, they don't want to do these kind of things. And, and for, for homeschoolers, I will tell you, and Scott, maybe you can echo this is like, my kids actually want to be around me, right? Like I, my oldest is 12, you know, and you know how 12 year olds are right They're Like, they're like, man, the last thing I want to do is hang around with anybody who's an adult. Cause they don't know shit. They're stupid. No. Hey, you want to go fish? You want to go hunt? Like all the time, right? You want to go check out a sunset? You want to grab the four wheeler, whatever? And and that's that is a giant difference from you know how I felt as a twelve year old, right? I was I was probably a, a moody bitch, right? Like one of those people that was just like, man, I got I got things to do. I got girls to call on this landline over here. You know, I, last thing I need to do is hang out with my dad, who's angry at the world. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. for me egging houses, you know, next door and all that kind of showing our ass. That's, that's true. Well, and it, show, it helps build the respect for the parents too, which is kind of what you were getting at. Because like it, like how many how many kids? Like I I can think of quite a few kids when I was growing up that didn't respect their parents because their parents tried to buy their love and didn't spend any time with them and didn't show them that they were actually competent individuals. Right, and then it, like it also establishes you as a solid role model, like Scott was getting at earlier, to like get to the point of actually being an efficacious human being that's actually providing something to society, right? Rather than being a, a dead weight on the entire system. Which I think there's a lot between maybe not I can't really blame I can't blame kids nowadays, but there's a lot of parents that are that are that way now. Yeah. Yeah. And go a little and just to I mean go a little sideways with this thing. It, it doesn't you don't have to go to an extreme where you're just trying to, you know, force this either. I mean you can just just get them away from the screen for a little a little while, which is one of the reasons I like the the games is it's not just the game might teach you something. We've got so many different games that have some kind of educational thing to them. Some we've never played, some we had to bribe them or threaten them to play. But the the, the idea, though, of, of you being able to sit down with other fellow human beings in the same room without looking at a screen for for more than a minute, you know, and. I mean, I know like, so I played 
cribbage, for example, with my grandfather. And now my kids will play cribbage with, you know, to include me and my dad. Like, and that's gone on for, I don't know how many generations. And like my kids and my, my dad have zero in common, zero. But when my sons are, are playing, we're sitting down for however long it takes, half hour, 45 minutes, and, and you play a game of cards and there's no screens and you're you're just sitting there enjoying each other's fellowship and then you look at geez especially with COVID and the lockdowns good god but i mean but even without that you, you know a lot of people just want to throw a tablet at a kid there's a lot of things you need to do just let them move things around physically let them play with legos let them build forts let them let them freaking do something and and then if you're playing a game you i mean it's not as it's not quite the same but you're at least you're physically touching something and you're sitting in the same room with people who like at whatever age or whatever you know athletic ability you're, you're all kind of equal when you when you come to the table and you enjoy your favorite snack and you spend a little time so imagine like a week uh, a weekly game night or something you know you don't have to go you don't have to go crazy to get some benefit to your relationship with your your kid. You can just take a small step. Dinner with the family would be huge. I know that like I crave that right now. Our kids are are older. <laughs> the chance of getting all the kids together now is almost zero. But um, you know, so while you can eat dinner together, while you can play a game together, it's it's just not the same as sitting there watching a movie together. It's just they're not even comparable. Yeah. Sequence was my family's game. That's a good one. Cribbage is an old holdover. I don't know if it's from the Midwest or wherever, but it's <laughs> it definitely that, is. <laughs> my, my family plays too. <laughs> my, my parents are always playing that, and my, my grandparents always did. Um, Joe Rapp asks, wife and I are trying to have kids now, and we want to homeschool, but I'd be lying if I said we weren't anxious about having to deal with the convos with normies about this topic. Uh, how do you deal? I have, I have a solution to this. Okay, we'll let, we'll let Scott go. I, I, I do have a quick solution to this, though. You ready? Alex, I feel like we've been like not letting you speak much. You, you go first. Man. Here's, the, here's, the, here's the solution. Stop giving a shit what they think. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, a few you're, words. Man, very powerful. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But, I mean, that, that does kind of sum it up. I, I think... Uh, that goes back to if you if you make the commitment and just have the courage like you're think about how many people when when bad people are coming to power the the only thing that could stop them is if good people stand up and every time you're quiet and every time you're polite and every time you follow whatever protocol you think you're following you're giving them just a little bit more you're it's it's a little bit you're 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 boiling slowly and and someday when something major happens, it's, it's too late to do something. So, you know, I, I, I would say it uh, a long winded way. It would be, think about the future. You, it's 20 years later. Will you will you want your kid to know that you did the right thing, even though it was awkward and you, you had to have these conversations with, with the, the normies. Um, you just be polite about it. If they go, if they go ballistic, you just walk away. They, they show their true colors and, Probably not someone that you you have so your time is so precious. Do you really want to spend it with someone who can't like be so open minded enough to hear your point of view on being a parent? Like or supportive. Give them that right that they, they could judge you. It's your kid. Well, like, not you to mention, it. like it just sounds weak if you're gonna say uh if you're gonna say that you didn't do the right thing because it was awkward. 
right? Like that's that's your reason. It's not it's not even that it was difficult. It's not that like it was because it felt awkward. Like that that's really what held you back. It's like okay, great, I'm embarrassed now. Well, I mean, to the to the to, the, to whoever's uh, whoever asked the question, I forgot I forgot now. Sorry, but Joe, the, Joe Rap. You, what's that? It's Joe Rap. Yo, so look, like you know what though, when you're in the moment, like it's different. It's it's one thing to point out like on the sidelines when you're pointing at somebody who's in a in a game. Oh man, I would have done it differently. But it, when you're actually there in the spot, you know. So I'll I'll give you that much. But I'm just saying, you know, filter. You got to filter your time. You got to filter your attention because you have two precious few moments anyway. Going back to Shane and his and his jelly beans, you have two few jelly beans. Do you really want to spend those jelly beans with someone who? can't can't acknowledge that you as a parent have your own point of view like i I just don't know if i just don't know if i want to spend my time with someone like that i think i'd rather go i'd rather go read a book and uh than to hang out with someone who was like that if they don't want to do it i'm you know what okay go your way man wait until you have kids too right is like yeah once you have kids man this is one of those things where we're like the rest of the world kind of gets really dissolved it's just and i'd say diluted to it to a part where you're just like man these kids as they start to develop i mean you're gonna you know at two three years old hey man this kid's actually starting to have a little bit of a personality he's having you know these these thoughts and ideas or whatever else right and your kids are cool as hell to you. And so when you start to think my kids are cooler than anybody else, I'm ever going to hang out with, right? Like these are, these are little mini me's. These are guys that I'm getting to, to do what I wish I could have done as a kid. And once you start to get that in your head, it just becomes this, this natural, you know, fatherly thing where it just kicks in. And all of a sudden you're like, man, the rest of the world can go pound sand. I don't give a flying fuck what they think about me and my kids. We're going to do this thing over here. I don't, know, I don't know. Maybe by the time they're, you know, in double digits, they got companies of their own. You're super proud of them. They're doing things that, you know, most kids don't have the time, effort, personality, or any of that kind of stuff to do. And you don't have to undo the worry about, you know, the the general population of what they think of you. That, that's they'll they're never gonna have to deal with that. They're never gonna have to deal with like being bullied in school. They're never gonna have to deal with being sexually assaulted by a teacher, hopefully in homeschool for God's sakes. Um you know but I digress. Like this yeah. is- or or you could just do like Shane does and you start cheating them, having them go to jujitsu at the age of three. So yeah. by the time they're around that age, they'll just choke out that idiot who's yeah. trying to sexually assault them. Yep. That's right. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah, the other thing that just uh, I'm thinking of like making an analogy with Bitcoin. So when I started to learn about Bitcoin, it was mostly podcasts and books. And I didn't know what the hell I was. I had no idea. And I felt like I was on an island. And it wasn't until Colleen and I went down to Nashville's three hour drive for us. We went down to Bitcoin Park and we finally we were really we really got introduced to, you know, a large number of other Bitcoiners. And I would say the same thing is true with with veterans and the same thing is true with homeschooling if if you're talking to a normie who doesn't understand what you're trying to do with homeschooling reach out and find your community they're they're out there there's a lot of Mm -hmm. them and you don't have you're not in this alone you've got so much freaking support um these days that it's unbelievable. So I guess I, I don't know why I'm thinking about this kind of like after the fact. Uh, but you know what? 
that that's what happened to us with Bitcoin. That's what we found with uh, with education. And, you know, I certainly find that when I find veterans, I, I may not have served with them, but I feel like I've known them my whole life. Right. It's the same kind of thing. You meet other parents, you meet other Bitcoiners and you're like, I can relate to this person. Go find go find the people that that are your community. Go find your that. that was Randy Kelly. I was, I was also, I was going to add uh, that those, those parents that show like an aversion or an avoidance of somebody that like, say like a public school parent versus hanging out with like a homeschool parent, just not wanting to be around them. I think it also shows that they have a belief system that it's not possible to learn outside the public or the private school systems. It's like, that's just like, have you, have you not learned anything in like the real world? Like you can learn things outside of these systems. Like, this is just a ridiculous premise to start with. It's it's more obvious to people who n- have never stopped learning. Like there's a lot of people that once they once they get out of school, once they either get out of grade school, they get out of college, they don't they don't really crack books. They're not curious. They don't self learn yeah. after that. And so it's a bizarre concept that you would actually learn outside of that school that you were forced to go to. Let alone enjoy learning. But for people who are learners, this is an it's obvious that you would do that for anybody yeah. who needs a little push down this route. Um, I, I'm going to recommend uh, some books by a guy named John Taylor Gatto. First one that woke me up is the, uh, the underground history of American education. That one is a spectacular book. Uh, if you're a teacher, ask yourself this question. You went to school for at least four years to become an educator. Do you know the history of education in America? Because if you don't, this book answers that question. And I think you're probably going to be as shocked as my wife was, who was an educator, who had never even heard of the history of education in America. Another book by John Taylor Gatto, Weapons of Mass Instruction, outstanding book. And then there is the classic uh, Dumbing Us Down. These are all on my shelf because John Taylor Gatto was the guy that literally woke me up, was the, you know, this, the, the guy that kind of, I guess, slipped in under the curtain and said, hey, man, what you're doing over here in Iraq, man, this was built by a bunch of Prussians in the 1700s. America's still using the model today. And if you don't know about this kind of stuff, maybe you should before you go on any more like sprees out there and, and all that kind of stuff. But the, um, you know, the if, if you need to help somebody that's leaning towards getting out of government education or thinking about homeschooling their own kids, John Taylor Gatto is a fantastic resource to, to kind of give you that extra nudge. Yeah. Self-custody your education. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You're just dropping these one-liners on us like that? Did you did you plan that? So the self-custody education is our little tagline on our on our podcast. So oh, perfect. It just says uh, Bitcoin homeschoolers, and then it says self-custody education. When you and I were talking um, the other day, uh, it seemed more appropriate to put that as separation of education and state. But, you know, you can, to me, you can self-custody your education, even if your kids are in a public school. You can still oh, take yeah. charge of that. So to me, I think they both resonate with winners, but I, I just kind of like the self-custody education because it doesn't it doesn't say that, Oh, oh, Mike, you don't freaking homeschool. Like, how dare you guys both, both freaking work to support your house or something? It just says, no, no, no. Like, just do something. Have that game night. 
you know, go read one of these books that Shane told you to read. Do something. Take some some action. That's that's self custody, man. You don't have to. You don't have to like, you know, literally jump out of a plane or anything. You just take one step. And once you start, we need like a term for it. It's almost like the 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 orange pill thing. We need like a term for it. Once you start to understand about self custody, it's hard to come back. Like once you see it, you can't unsee it. And to quote to quote the great Alex Danzig, homeschool curious. Anybody? Are you? <laughs> The, the term, I think the term maybe that you might be looking for, Scott, is what I call the one-way door. And that's basically, you know, you once you go through it, once you, one, there's an old saying that once the human mind expands beyond its current dimensions, it will never go back to what it was before. Once you see it, you cannot unsee it. And that's the way Bitcoin is. Once you start figuring out what it is, you can't like, I suppose you could pretend, but I mean, what kind of a person would you be? You know, you know the truth. Yeah, beautiful. One-way door, uh, stretching the mind. Yeah, all, all beautiful. But it's you true. Know, I, I can't, I mean, now that I, I, I see it everywhere now, it's it's freaking crazy. And I just, I want to, and then people think I'm crazy, like I'm nuts because I can't put up about it. Like, you're like, okay, we, we got the point. You know, you told us we should take action on this thing. But, you know, when you see the consequences for not doing it, and you see what's going on with the state and that, that Prussian system that Shane's talking about. Oh my God. You just get get there as fast as you can. I think um, there's, uh, there's some questions coming yeah, up. Yeah, we, we, we had a we had a couple questions. Um, there was there's one that would uh, has asked to list some resources for homeschooling. Um, Scott, you might have a few more, but it's yeah. literally a quick Google search. And it's gonna be when you're getting started, it's gonna be very uh, localized to your state. In terms of how and and you know what you have to do, some states are a lot more restrictive. Um, yeah. but it, it is becoming a lot more common in, in practice, and there are groups all over that'll help you. But um, this one, I think, uh, Scott, unless you want to weigh in on that, um, I do. I do want to weigh in on that because Tali got that is getting that question a lot, and so she put a very short blog on our website. So if you go to freemarketkids.com, go all the way to the bottom. There's a little thing that says "I want to homeschool." And she lists out three websites that will get into uh, one of them is on legal, legally what goes on with the different states. Another one, like it basically is three basic websites that give overviews of what what's available for homeschooling with very specific links to your area. I don't know about like overseas. I mean, did you guys know that it's illegal to homeschool in Germany? I'm sure. Sorry, like, so no, I'm yeah, not joking. It's freaking crazy. So I don't, I can't speak to international, yeah. things, but at least for uh, U.S. base, Tali put those three links there specifically for that. So you know, check check that out. There is a lot on there to to to, to Google. So yeah, we we get that question a lot. And then for our our podcast, check check it out because we're gonna we're gonna take things like these books that we're talking about, and we're gonna do interviews, and we're gonna bring people on. And then we're going to take one subject and we're just going to go deep on it for 30 minutes or 45 minutes on, on whatever it is. So I would encourage you just to check that out. And and you asking us questions of what you want to hear will help us get better material for the show. And um, this uh, old salt, uh, he says, Scott, please comment on homeschooling while on active duty. Can you? Uh, yeah, so I'll, I, I have to confess when I was in I was only in for, for five years and I was single the whole time. And I remember soldiers having put together their family action plans or whatever 
I forget the name for them now, but whatever that, that plan was you had to have when you were to make sure your unit was ready to go somewhere. And in hindsight, I cannot imagine what it's like to try to be that the stress that must be on a military family, especially if your loved ones away a lot. I, to me, that's, that's tremendous. So uh, a lot of these resources, there's a lot of free resources though. There's, there's a ton. I mean, you can, between like Khan Academy, Sailor Academy, I mean, basically YouTube University, <laughs> and you get that. There's, there's a lot of ways of being creative from just a curriculum standpoint. And then earlier in the show, again, I don't know if we were live yet or not, but we were talking about kids running around and being free and that whole thing. Take them out. Go to, if you're, if you're, in, if you're, if you happen to be stationed overseas, your homeschooling could be, we're going to go see a historic site today, guys. We're going to go see a palace or we're going to take a tour of whatever park is nearby uh, or just let them go run around the playground and let them scruff up their knees a little bit. So I think there's, there's nothing that, like, there's no one thing that fits. Homeschooling is a very personal thing and you gotta, you need to adapt it to whatever you think your kids really need. There is no right or wrong way. And, and I'm, I, I'm just, I wouldn't focus some, I don't, I don't want to come across wrong, but I'm, I'm really not concerned about the curriculum. If anything, say, okay, I want my kids to know about low time preference and hard money and exercise, you know, or some other thing. Like my, if I put together a homeschooling program now, it wouldn't look anything like a public school curriculum. It wouldn't even be like close. Um, you're going to teach history. Don't teach it from history books, teach it from books like Lynn Alden's book or Saif Adian's book, they get into history, but they're looking at it from a money perspective. Um, get creative. I mean, it's, it, when I say self-custody education, it means you take control of where, which direction you go. And if there's something that you're passionate about, teach it. Scott, I, I want you to expand on this because I think this is, it, I mean, this is the real understanding of what it is for master and apprentice. Um, when, you know, you, you may not consider yourself a master, but if you know more and you can teach something, you can teach something, um, with, with mothers and fathers and their kids, the, the mass master apprentice relationship is one of those things that I think is overlooked because when you're in school, a lot of times, you know, you got, and I say school, like I'm talking about the, the, the Prussian word school, when when you're there, you're there to regurgitate, and you may be dealing with a teacher who is teaching things that don't, or first of all, are not actually true. Maybe it's propaganda, but when you handle adult conversations to you know to children, and you speak to them in a, in a very uh, a different way than you would in a normal classroom, right? Because let's face it, the the whole idea of dumbing us down is teaching to the lowest common denominator in a class. Um, the the, the understanding in, in and I know this is a long, uh, long way to say, hey, could you just really uh, talk to us about talking to your kids like adults and having adult conversations with them? Yeah, well, I mean, that that that's so true. I I, I remember when uh, we have four and when one of the, the kids, something would happen, they're upset about whatever it is. We would you would kneel down so you're eye to eye with them and you would use the same tone of voice that you would talk to an adult. We did not. We did not say we're going to baby you and you're expected to talk a certain a certain way. And then with that also is the message that you're communicating. So are you talking to them about their decision to hit their brother? Right. Like you're or, you know, hey, 
you have to decide, do you want to study this or do you want to study that? Do you want to read yourself? Do you want me to let them make some decisions too? So it's one is the tone that you're set, you're setting with them. And it's amazing. So when you, when you then, and plus they're watching you when you go out because they're with you when you're, you're shopping, they're with you when you go, whatever you're, whatever you're, you're doing. And, and so what you end up teaching through all these things is this is how people communicate to each other. This is the tone that you use that's respectful. This is how you make decisions. This is how you handle yourself when you're stressed out in a situ- in a in a an emotional conversation. Like you're they're picking up on all of that. And that is something you can't teach in a course. Like I don't care how good a teacher you are in a public school, you're not going to be able to teach that. And in my impression, I you know, I'm I'm not a teacher, so I my guess is there's a lot of good teachers out there with good intent. But it's either you're you're in charge of the class and you got like whatever lowest common denominator kind of problem child that you have to take care of. <laughs> you're like, shut up in your seats, guys, and you're super strict. Or you're just babying them and and you're getting run over by the I had this image of like two teachers, one that gets run over by the te- the, the kids and one that's so disciplinary and that they just everybody hates them. Right? And I don't know what is that? I don't know how that helps them learn how to socialize i don't know how that helps them learn how to interact with other human beings as much as i'm going to talk to you the way i talk to other people i'm going to treat you the way i want you to treat me and that just them seeing you and hearing you their their self-esteem is going to be different their understanding of the world and how people are supposed to talk to other people will be different it's just you're setting them up in a different way you know, to what Alex has said, you, you open their, their mind, it's expanded. And the next time they go and see a family that doesn't operate that way, or they go into a classroom that doesn't operate that way, they're going to, they're going to figure it out. They're going to connect the dots and they're going to go, what the hell is that? Right. And you're actually going to, they're going to develop better critical thinking skills because they're going to, they're going to see a different way. And I don't know if I hit your point on that or not, Shane, but there's, there's so much to, to that. Um, and you don't have to do that. You know, again, going back to, you could be overseas cause you're in the service or you're, you both, both, uh, sit, both spouses are working and you only get the chance when you're weekends and at home at, at night, but man, the way you talk to your kids, that is part of their education. So I don't know, again, Shane, I don't know if I hit what you wanted on that, but, uh, good. All right. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Maybe, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say I really like what you're what you're saying there, Scott, about the the way that the way that you're interacting with with kids as they're you know as they're dealing with different situations because the the reality is we're not raising kids we're raising adults because if we treat them like they're kids then they're not going to go past that spot and it's one of those things where if you that expectation is set up here. Of, okay, this is how I'm going to interact with you. And the expectation is you rise to that level of maturity and that's going to prepare them better for the world. Because the fact is we have so many people now that are over 18 years of age that are just walking around as children. And many of them are in quote leadership roles across, across our country and our board of education, all mm-hmm. layers of government, anything that you want to call it, but they, they have never truly matured because we have so many people that are a part of that fiat-based public education system that just haven't been given those same opportunities to actually grow and to develop into productive 
adults because they were treated like kids. They were they had information pounded into their brains and they said regurgitate this and score a certain score on the standardized test or you're a failure and you're never going to make it. Um, anyway, I say all that to say that I, I appreciate those comments on that um, because it, it is a debacle. Um, can you could you share with us without getting too personal? How could you provide any examples with us? How so may perhaps some of your older kids um, who are now you know more grown, what their what their experience has been like going out and interacting with the world as as adults, and how perhaps a homeschool education prepared them for that? Yeah, I will. Um, I will answer that, but I will try to be respectful of their their privacy as, of course. as well. So. Holly was very adamant that they get some exposure outside of the, the Midwest and they, and, and yeah, the, the, our kids were hitting the, the college year years, just as COVID was hitting and things were locking down. We had, our kids are only like, they're basic. You got you four kids within five years, you got a tight shot group there. So they were all basically graduating pretty close to the same time. And she did a lot of research to, to find places to go. And it was a pain because everybody was shutting down everything. And, and here's the thing, like your, your kids are going to have to think for themselves when they leave the house, you're not gonna be able to protect them from everything. And I think that's probably a misconception that homeschoolers are overprotected. And I would argue the other way. And here's why they, they went out and I mean, we're, we're Christian, but we don't, we don't like, we're not, super zealous, right? We're not, I don't know what I don't be, I Do you have a two cross mailbox? What's that? You have a two cross mailbox made out of brick? I don't do that. No, we don't have that. But uh, um, he's, he's building it right now is what he's saying. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> so we got, um, but we taught them banner, we taught them respect. We thought, you know, we taught them the things that we thought were, were important. And they went out into these different locations and essentially what they experienced, instead of being like a semester abroad, where they were supposed to be exposed and they were supposed to be learning and it was supposed to be literally a semester abroad. And we paid stupid tuition for these quote unquote great experiences. And we didn't understand what was really going on because they didn't tell us until they got back. But they were essentially like the, the people all around them were just having like, they were just like orgies all over the place, drug use, whatever, like everything and anything was going on. And they would try to find one or two other people maybe that had similar values to themselves and looks to, to each their own. I did a lot of stupid stuff when I was in my twenties. So, you know, I'm not going to try to, you know, throw stones in a glass house here, but what they described was like, like way, way worse than anything that you would expect. And most of the other people who were, had gone, most of their peers were public school kids that had been influenced by whatever in the culture. So they could very easily have given into that and just said, wow, mom and dad were really controlling. They had this protective, safe environment and now we're free. But they they were able to discern for themselves what they thought was right and wrong. And they made a decision. And and for Tali and I, like we were shocked. I mean, we we thought there'd be stuff out there for them to see, but we didn't expect the to the extent of what they saw. And then, I mean, think about this. Number one, they, they had to make those decisions on their own to on what they were going to do to not participate. And then two, 
they were willing to, because of our relationship, they were willing to tell us about it. Like, and, and, and so our kids will tell us, um, and even now they're, uh, our girls are back in, in, in college. Our, our sons have decided they don't want to pursue college, which is, it's just fine by us for a, a whole set of different reasons. Um, but they, they have to, um, what was I going to tell you with that? They, they will tell their friends, our girls will talk, talk to their peers and say that they talk to Kali and I and their, their peers will look at them now and they're like, you talk to your parents. Yeah. You tell oh my God. That's depressing. And yeah, cannot, they're like, and then our kids are like, well, why wouldn't we talk to our parents? Like they, yeah. like for us, like it was, you know, it's, it's not only like what's going on and, and they're the schools that they're in now, like there's not even near the, the problems that were going on in those other situations. They, this is just a cultural thing. The other mm -hmm. kids that, that are around them now don't understand why our kids talk to us. They don't yeah. understand why we, 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 they tell us things and they, our kids are just like, like they, they don't understand why that's the others are surprised by it. So Gabe, mm -hmm. I'm not sure that exactly answers your question, but, and I don't want to, I don't want to get into the details of those because my kids would not appreciate me doing that. Yeah, of course. I don't want to violate the trust, but yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a very different relationship that we have with our kids. And I, and I stand firmly that had we not homeschooled, we would not have had those relationships mm -hmm. and we would not have our, our, our kids calling us and telling us what's going on and asking our opinions on things. So, yeah, and I thought you 100% answered the question uh, because they received an education that they're not going to get in public school because there's no substitute for the relationship that is modeled by uh, by a lot of, by steady, consistent contact with your parents. It's 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 transformative because now they have that support system going on through their adult life. And there are so many people that don't have that, that just go off and they graduate and they go and, you know, go into the workforce. They don't. They go to college where they don't but they don't have those strong relationships that carry on from their time growing up at home. And that, you know, that's the real education right there. Plus they've been, um, they've been groomed in, they have been given the gift of having the courage to stand up and to be who they truly are, even in the face of other people saying, well, wait a minute, I don't get that. The reality is it's those people that are asking the questions that they truly don't get it. They, mm -hmm. For them to not recognize the value in that, it's it, I mean, it, it's it's indicative of the environments that they're that they're growing up in. So. So, yeah, you know thank you for that. Yeah. You know, what's amazing about all this game. I'm thinking to myself is that, you know, I'm looking at the big B and the, the Bitcoin veterans above you on my screen. Right. It is a Bitcoin podcast and the overlap on all these things. It's it's really cool how the Bitcoin community has brought together so many freedom oriented value oriented people and it's it's really cool i'm just calling out how cool it is that we're able to get together and and talk on these things i mean it's uh before bitcoin i i really felt like we we're on an island and now i really feel like there's a there's a framework that we all connect with and whether it's the teaching about money it's teaching about free speech it's teaching about education I mean, to me, part of the what we're talking about now is I don't want to get too conspiratorial, but I think most everybody on here would like would agree like this is with the government coming in and trying to take control over our kids. That's a control thing. 
That is a hundred percent control. That's like yeah. controlling the speech on steroids. Now I'm just going to take over the mind. I'm going to separate the parent. And you know, it's communist manifesto time. Like where the state is the solution and not the parent. Um, so I just, you know, I'm just looking at the B above your head while we're, you know, at this, what the screen position is. And I'm like, you know, it's really pretty freaking cool that we're even having these conversations. And I kind of go back to like what led to this. And, and you know, for me, it's the, the Bitcoin journey brings together people in these, in these really cool ways. So, yeah, I don't know where I was going to go with that, but it's really freaking cool. So. You know, Amen. Scott, I'm glad, I'm glad you wrapped it around to Bitcoin because you and I chatted yesterday and there's a particular topic I wanted to make sure to bring up. You have a certain opinion about a certain senator that has a certain position against a certain digital asset. And I was wondering <laughs> if you would like to talk about her. Jeez. <laughs> All right. I, so Mike wants to poke the bear, so to speak. Yes, I, um, yes, I do. So before before Bitcoin, I was I'm one of those guys that would yell at the screen and try to tell my family like what's wrong with the world with uh, how the the bankers are screwing up things and the politicians are screwing up things or whatever. So yeah, so Elizabeth Warren uh, is um, kind of like the Antichrist. Like she's just like everything. <laughs> evil to me <laughs> she's i mean okay look here's where mike's going here's the tangent i went on you tell me if you're a public servant like everybody on, on this on this this show took an oath right and we all took those oaths seriously public servants take an oath and yet she's worth something like 78 80 million dollars and and I guarantee you, she's not going to, she's, she's not suffering at all. In the meantime, 18 year old privates or 19 year old, whatever, E2s, E3s, whatever are out there potentially in harm's way. They're serving their country for something they think is a, a, a true cause. And they're on freaking food stamps. Like it's, it just is, don't tell me you're a public servant. You're, you are so disgusting. And I don't know who's paying you off. You clearly are getting paid off. You do not have the best interests of freedom-loving people. And I just can't wait for the money to get fixed so that people like her can just go down in flames. I just, like, she's, you know, I, I just am so mad when I see people who have the gall to go out and, and try to stand on their pedestal like they're better than other people and lecture other people. And I just... And she is a, and to me, she personifies that. She, she, that's, that's my opinion. That's why Mike thought it was really funny to poke me a little bit on the show. Because yes. yes, it was, I, uh, it was well worth it. <laughs> so, yeah. Live, live shot of Scott mm -hmm. going out and, and yelling at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Well, that's me, man. <laughs> one of the because like i brought i actually uh the funny thing is like uh bj dictor and brandon gentile their political space this uh earlier today on spaces i actually brought this up um covering the whole politician angle and the destruction of the government or not the destruction of the government the growth of the go government through a fiat system um what i don't like what a lot of people also are either willfully ignorant of or unwillfully is the the depths and the breadth of reach that the fiat dollar and the political system has by co-opting and weaponizing particularly unions like you have unions that are that are just getting entrenching themselves within communities and then 
in, literally indoctrinating the the families of like the blue collar workers, the teachers, the policemen, like because like look at the FBI, like this mm. great job there, by the way. Um, <laughs> and and then then you look at how it's not just the families of those particular individuals, but like look at the policemen and the teachers. The policemen are supposed to be role models for the community, and the teachers are supposed to be rearing like rearing the kids because the 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 parents don't have enough time to do the homeschooling stuff right and it's all and then that gets even further weaponized with the fiat hamster wheel because you got three jobs to two parents as an average household because it's 2.3 jobs per household nowadays and it's dude like i i i don't i don't like the whole like the simplicity of like bitcoin fixes this but like, I got you. You can't help but deny that, like, at least providing a balancing force to the fiat system with Bitcoin is like you, you, you have an opportunity to change and fix a lot, man. You do, and you can like at least keep your kids from getting rugged, right? I, a lot of these people, <laughs> yeah, that that whether they're whatever they're involved with with the union, they're from their point of view, they think they're doing the right thing. If they really knew how the system they're being used as pawns and they're ultimately going to end up hurting themselves for other people. It, if they truly knew that, would they have chosen that path? And I think that comes back to the education. If you yeah. can raise your kids to be critical thinkers and to teach them about how money really works, maybe you can't fix everything, but at least for you can start by taking a step with your family and, and giving them the tools, and then maybe they can teach some others and maybe it takes a generation to get all the way through, but it's, it's not hopeless. You gotta, you have to take a step and the kids are worth it. And so do what you can. And then, you know, maybe we don't get to see it in our lifetimes, but again, this, this whole thing is way bigger than us. So at some point us, us standing up will pay off uh, whether we get to see it or not, but doing the right thing will pay off long-term. So. Shout out to the guys over at Cafe Bitcoin this morning. They were they were kind of talking about this as, as well, right? I mean, we we yeah. kind of uh, skirted around like the idea that we're not going to see this in our lifetime. Boy, I don't. Th I, I maybe the one thing I might disagree with you on, Scott. Um, <laughs> I, I think we're seeing it. Um, we uh, CK came out earlier today, and if you guys don't know CK. Uh, he's over at the Human Rights Foundation now, and uh, they uh, they released a, a whole bunch. I think it was half a million fiat cuck bucks uh, worth of pledges to you know people around the world that are doing amazing things. Like I think Ben Perrin over at BTC Sessions got something like twenty five or fifty thousand dollars or something like that to help him create twenty five. Uh, yeah, and and they were giving out, you know, they gave out quite a bit. But to to your point, like this, we're gonna see this. We are, I think, we're already seeing it. And I think it's just the matter of the having cycle, right? It is, uh, you you get through a few havings with, you know, a you know even a, a modest amount of Bitcoin, and now you know it's the whole idea. You know, Michael Saylor talks about it in terms of digital immortality. You're you're looking at money that you can't and won't spend because. You're probably fairly humble. You're you're letting it increase. You're you're putting it into you know various uh, you know goodwill and things like that. And you're you're not getting overcommitted and being luxurious. You're just 
you're taking care of what needs to be taken care of and there's a bigger picture bigger mission so to to see where we're headed you know it, it's a matter of you know some some having because i mean if we're at 15 percent right now in terms of adoption think about that i mean we we it took us about 10 years to go from you know 2009 uh to you know 20 2019 2020 somewhere to get to 10 percent, and then all of a sudden you know that next 10 to 90 percent is going to be done in the same amount of time as we went from zero to 10 percent adoption so what we're going to see where this maturation of people who are in bitcoin with the having events is going to absolutely blow people away here in the near future and that's going to have a tremendous potential on correcting a lot of what we see wrong with you know education these days so you know these kids that we're we're rearing here that are very steeped in knowledge of austrian economics and bitcoin and you know homeschool and everything else homesteading and hunting and just self-preservation siddles everything we talk about on the show for god's sakes this is going to change culture at a at, at a different rate than I think we've ever seen. Um, I hope we have the humility to do it well, and I think that's what I've seen, you know, from from the Bitcoin community in general is just you know this you know general humility to do things with a class that you know most people don't understand. Looking forward to the citadels. When those things get fired up, because no citadel is going to stand by itself with one family, I don't think. Mm. There's going to come a time where you need more than one on each citadel. And if that happens, then the homeschooling pod thing just starts to make natural sense. Well, and Texas is basically its own citadel at this point. Well, <laughs> it's war down there, man. Yeah, citadel. <laughs> yeah. Mm. One thing you said we earlier. Have, we have our own energy, so there's that. One thing you said earlier, Scott, that I thought was really interesting is that um, the story about your your kids and their friends where they're like, uh, their friends are like, you you tell your parents these kind of things and you talk to them and then they were just blown away. Mm -hmm. And the kids are like, yeah, you don't talk to your parents? So I think that's really fascinating. And uh, I would be curious, if you were to take 10,000 homeschooling families what would be the percentage of that 10,000 that when those kids reach that age where they're in their older teens, so to speak, maybe even early 20s, they're still talking to their parents and they're still having those conversations. They're still seeking them out for advice and they're friends. They don't disrespect their parents. They don't think they're idiots. Uh, they like them. They want to be friends with them. Like as a parent, like that would be the goal. To me, I mean, my kids do that. I we homeschooled our kids too, for a time. They also did. They did kind of a hybrid. They did international school. They did homeschool. They also did a little bit of public school. But uh, and they're all pretty much grown. But to this day, they talk to me, and my daughter told me that exact same story. She was with a bunch of her friends and they were doing a bunch of stupid shit and they got to talking and she's like, yeah, I talk to my dad all the time. And they're like, what? Mm, mm. So weird. Good I, on you. I'd yeah. be curious to know what the numbers are like. Yeah. It's gotta be off the charts. And then you compare it to like what society is too. I mean, the gap has gotta be, um, it's just gotta be huge. So, I mean, that's priceless too. What you just described is priceless. Right. How much is it? How much is it 
worth to have that kind of relationship with your kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not only the value that, that we, you know, that we get to enjoy as parents and, and, you know, as, as our children, you know, just the, the fact that we have these close relationships and that, and that support. But the reality is that that is not what um, the state wants. They do not want those relationships to exist. I'm sorry, I'm going to go here, but there's a reason why they're they're extending the amount of time that they want to have children as as far as you know starting public school earlier. I'm not sure where they are in, in passing these bills, but they want to have them go into public school to begin their indoctrination at an earlier age, so they have more time with them. Because and the goal is not to strengthen the parent-child relationship. I can I can assure you of that. It is the exact opposite. They want to they want to control and own their minds so that then when they're adults, they will still control and own their minds. And that is what feeds the fiat system. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more than just the relationship. It's it, it is truly about uh, owning them as individuals and ensuring that they do not have any sovereignty. And more than that, uh, controlling what their own perceived identity is by creating more detachment from parents. Because if you want to have a true identity, that is going to come from that quality time with parents as much as they can. And obviously, you know, some people are in situations, Mike, like you were saying, if, you know, they're working these 2.3, these three jobs in a household just to make it, they're not going to be able to just have as much time. And that's just the reality mm-hmm. for some people. But also, Scott, it's like you said, the time that we do have you know, let's be intentional about that. Let's, you know, sit down and put the screens away and just play a game, you know, go, you know, like you said, Shane, go outside and watch, watch sunset, go hunting, go for a walk, you know, go wash eggs off of somebody's house after vandalizing it, something like that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That, was, that was pre-show. No, but, that's, uh, that's great. <laughs> but, but that, that's what it's about. And that is the, that is the importance of this. And that is the power that Bitcoin has over this. And that is the, that is the, the severity of this mission, I believe, that that we accomplish it is that this one of the ultimate end results is it does strengthen the family mm-hmm. and the family, a strong family is the center and the foundation of a successful population. Yeah, let me give you guys a quote real quick, if that's OK. Yeah. I hate to cut you off. This is from John Taylor Gatto. Quote, whatever an education is, it should make you a unique individual, not a conformist. It should furnish you with an original spirit with which you tackle the big challenges it should allow you to find values which will be your roadmap through life it should make you spiritually rich a person who loves whatever you are doing wherever you are and whoever you are with it should teach you what is important how to live and how to die wow those books are chock full of this kind of shit, people. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, this it's not a sleep fest. It, it is a it is a welcome slap in the face. And you know, like to, to your guys's point, like this is this is what other gift can you give? And and I'll, and I'll get fairly cosmic with this as well, right? Like that's when cool. when I look at what my kids are becoming, and you know what I've ex- had the god-given ability to experience out here uh in terms of you know what we're starting in terms of the the brave mission these these are new versions of you the 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 idea of epigenetics is is a very real thing and you know things that have been passed down to you by your ancestors i don't think we get we don't get into this a lot because it's you know somewhat anecdotal 
and it's you know not quote unquote proven science, but it's one of those things that as we're starting to learn more and more and more about human species and the evolution and and how we may become you know to to be our our best selves, you start to look at how your ancestors did it right there wasn't a lot of time for luxury there wasn't a time for uh you know grandeur and all these kind of things because they were literally more in tune with the earth and more concerned with survival until you know very recently in what we know as history as a human species and and that's something that you know we've, we've kind of divorced ourselves through this very perverted version of the industrialized world where we got away from, you know, this agrarian type of society and, you know, whatever crafts were involved with just kind of like making things work, making it, you know, live in balance. And so if you look at your kids as just you as the next version of you and you're getting to kind of look at them as like little uh, sentient beings where you can kind of program things into them and make them, you know, better versions of you, give them the cheat codes, if you will, to like short, short cutting life, that, that exponential amount of time that you have to pour into these cheat codes, this epigenetic, like, Hey man, not only am I interested in this kind of stuff, but your grandfather, your great grandfather, if you know lineage, it was into woodworking, you know, the, if you are ever called to you know do these type of things, understand that this is something that your family has been doing for a long time just to make ends meet. So maybe if you're passionate about it, explore those passions, you know, expand those passions, and then do the same thing for your kids. Yeah. Hey Shane, you know what? Um, uh, you and I talked a while back. We haven't talked about it here, but we one of the similarities between homeschoolers and Bitcoiners is they're the then they fight you stage. And and while you're saying that, I'm thinking of a couple, just a couple examples to throw out on the table. We don't have to take, you know, why. One is I saw a headline in California that I think Newsom signed this thing, basically that they were going to either sue or try to take away money or do something to conservative parents on like basically um, on the boards when they get elected to the, the boards and they and they reject a certain curriculum. If they reject the woke curriculum, he's going to come after them. And oh, I'm like, okay, that's, that's freaking awesome. And then I think How about on brand. Huh? How on brand for Gavin Newsom. Oh, my God. And, and then, um, but it's out there, though. It's your, the more we take these steps and homeschooling grows and Bitcoin grows, the more we're going to be under attack. And the other thing that's on my mind is Hollywood. I hate, there, I mean, I love sci-fi and things like that, but there's so much messaging that's going on and if you don't have a relationship with your kid then somebody else is going to tell your kid that dad was a baby murderer or you know what fill in the blank kind of bad thing that's in there and what's on my mind is it's already hard enough just to take that first step to try to build a relationship with with your family but we're going to have to work together and and have courage together because we're it's bitcoin's going to be under attack veterans are under attack homeschoolers are under attack like it's the the themes of the state losing control and what they're going to be willing to do are 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 increasing and then to alex's point of stretching the mind once you start to to see that you're you will see it all over the place and as you're talking shane i'm thinking wow these are these are big, important things. And man, the more people see it, the more we're going to 
we're going to be under attack on these things. So I don't know. We can take the bait on that or not. There's a lot. There's there's a That's lot of right. things in my mind as you're <clears throat> describing that stuff. So That's all right. Let's go. We're built for this shit. Get on the mission. <laughs> Anti-fragile. We're just going to hulk up. We're yeah. going to fucking meet the challenge. We're going to kill it. Oh, God. I said the word. Just lost all of you. Well, you you went an hour and a half instead of like three minutes, so that's that's an improvement. Hey, I just want to. I mean, this Damn. show there's a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of doom and gloom that we talk about in life, right? I mean, and, and especially on this show, like for the first sometimes hour into this show, some yeah. of us are more doomy and gloomy than than others. Yeah, there. Yeah, is. Gabe. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but. But I got to say, this show has been one of those shows that has been overwhelmingly solution-based, positive, you know, steeped in, in, in Bitcoin in terms of our principles and incentives. And, and, you know, I think that's what we maybe we don't talk about enough in terms of Bitcoin is this incentive structure that's out there. You know, it's it's one of those things that you kind of once you really, really understand the incentive structure in Bitcoin, it is it's a marvel. It, it, it really is. It's, you know, when you talk about the eight wonders of the world, like this is one of those wonders uh, in, I think as, as the lore grows around this, we're going to be talking about incentive structure more and more and more over time. This like the incentive structure to do all of these things is becoming more and more apparent. And I think we've, we've talked about it in other shows is, you know, sometimes it does take some of these terrible events like, you know, the, the crash of 2019 going into 2020 that was masked by a, you know, communist or fascist, uh, you know, overthrow of the government. And, you know, that's that's something that's made people grow. It's something that's put people in really uncomfortable positions and tested their their the resolve. And you can look back at like who was protesting, who was saying, you know, shove it up your ass in April of 2020. Versus who was like, you know, you better maybe social distance and stay at home and mask up and do all this other, you know, fake ass bullshit. And, you know, they, you know, they didn't really have, you know, any grounds for this is this is that time. Like, this is the incentive structure that is like, hey, man, wh what do we need to do to convince you that helping to raise your kids and educate your kids and taking responsibility for your kids is your fucking responsibility as a goddamn man. Like this is this is what it is to put together a family, lead and show the rest of the world and fuck them if they don't agree. Like this is the way we're going to fix things through a positive incentive structure and Bitcoin gives you not only the time and space to do that over a, a few havings, but it gives you a cadre of people that have done it before you to teach you the way to do it. Yeah, it's helped it's helped me Shane. I was um just to, to to continue that i i used to just yell man i would just yell and complain to anybody about all the the the, the problems and everything that that tali and i are working on now it's because it it's literally asking the question what what can we do right i'm not a tech guy i can't program the next lightning wallet or, or whatever i'm not a I'm not an investor. I'm not going to get on there and tell you all the 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 ins and outs of uh, the economy and what you know whatnot. But we've you know, we've got two decades of schooling. We're about three years into our Bitcoin journey. I happen to love games, and and so here we are, uh, almost a year to almost a year. We're at eleven months now of saying we're going to go out do this full time. Yeah, you're 
you're right. You know, you 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 got to stand up. There are going to be people there to support you, and you got to take action. And you, you do the thing that you can do. So for us, it happens to be with games and education and going out to as many events as we can. Uh, for example, we're going to get out to uh, adopting Bitcoin as well. It has been amazing. So I guess I have to admit, Shane, you were right. Yeah, you got to. We there are positive. There are positive things to highlight. And when you take those, it's going to be really fulfilling just because you're going to meet other people. First of all, you're not on a, you're not on an island. And then you're going to build the confidence that, yeah, I can contribute. Now, you have to figure out what your way of contributing is. And if you help your kids with self, with education, then that's a pretty freaking big deal. You don't have to have the biggest podcast to 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 make a difference in here. So um, I guess what I'm saying publicly. All right, Shane, you're right. Yeah, there's 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 there are good things to point out. <laughs> we don't have to be doom and gloom on everything. So I see a lot of success in, in your future with a podcast that talks about the solutions and and, and just being a, a positive in the space. I really do. I think it's I think it's a great thing that you guys are going to be doing. That. I appreciate that. So um where are we at man we so usually i make announcements about you know where we are and what we're doing um this is this is a live show we do this every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern uh most of the time it is myself my cobart gabe and alex sometimes we are graced with the presence of jordan uh tonight we've got the uh the amazing scott Lindbergh, uh who has been a real treat tonight man and, and really every time i get to hang out with this guy i am never disappointed and, and always i always learn something um We've got about 10 minutes left in the show, and this is kind of where we start wrapping a bow around it, kind of going around the horn and uh, and talking about this, you know, in, in terms of, you know, uh, some some final thoughts. So if you guys have uh, some some final thoughts to lay on the line, like now is the time to go. Um, first of all, I'll jump in, man, because I've got a bunch of stuff that's rolling around here. First of all, um, Scott, we just had a question on there. Can you tell us again, just for everybody, what's the name of, of your of your podcast? It's it's literally just Bitcoin Homeschoolers. So we've got the domain BitcoinHomeschoolers.com. Uh, we're trying to get it out everywhere. Right now it's on Fountain, Spotify, Google, and Apple. And we're trying to figure out what other, what other platforms to get on there. But if you if you type in the word Bitcoin homeschoolers, it's kind of modeled after this show with the simplicity of Bitcoin veterans. We just wanted something that was easy to communicate. Nice. Awesome. Thanks for that. I feel some yeah. trademark encroachments there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all open source, man. But also, I just want to say thank you for, for, for coming on tonight. Um, thank you for what you're doing. Um, I mean, every, every, every conversation I've had with you, I, I just I walk away from it. Just, you know, my mind is, you know, it's like we're talking about it. It's just further expanded and the light just gets brighter in there. And I'm, I'm just I'm just thrilled to have you on this mission. And, you know, it's, it's like you said before when you were talking about community and how not being on an island, it's just it's it's amazing to see how we can have these different worlds and how they're all interconnected like homeschoolers and like bitcoiners and veterans and how that we're finding these overlapping communities and the effectiveness that we are that we are realizing and the impact that we can have when we do band together and pull together and the amazing thing is one of the upsides is that i want to bring up 
is that there there are so many i'm just going to call it the fiat system um the fiat system is in especially as it pertains to let's call them governments they are really really good at giving people reasons to want to explore this they are really good and they have a fantastic track record especially over the past few years of making people begin to ask questions where they may not have before because they really really suck at what they do and so i'm thankful for that and that's an upside that they're failing in the public school systems which is making people ask questions and say what else can i do how can i get out of this and they're going out there and they're googling and it's like you said there's there are plentiful resources out there there are communities that they can get plugged into and i think that that it, that we should all be uh, encouraged by that and that we can all enjoy a certain sense of optimism by that happening and i believe that this group of individuals right here and the people you know all of these knuckleheads that are throwing up comments on here um and all of the bitcoin veterans group and all of the homeschoolers and the following that you're building as well i just think that it's evidence of all of those things and i just think it's an awesome time to be alive right yeah <laughs> speaking of speaking of the uh interconnectedness all, all i'll say is that i'm i'm personally pretty stoked to uh hopefully we have the opportunity of working with you in the future as far as like whatever help you might need with projects and everything, Scott. And that's what, that's what I'm looking forward to as far as the interconnectedness and just helping everybody out. So that I'll, I'll just end on that. Oh man. Uh, Mike, I'm so grateful. I, um, yeah, we didn't get into some of the different ways that there's other conversations we've had. I know Gabe and I are, are talking on stuff and I've asked Shane to come on my podcast. You and I've talked about things and there are other people that, Tali and I are trying to help in, in our own ways. And there's so many people who have helped us. And that is so true. Like this, this, this environment, I'm looking forward to working together on whatever I can do to help the, the, the idea of the, the Bitcoin veterans. I mean, this is just like, we need to, our, our vets, not only do they deserve better, but I mean, there's some things out there that, that are happening. We didn't get into it at all today with suicide rates and other things that we, there is, they need support and there's a there's so much work to be done so i am looking forward to helping out in any way i can yeah yeah so uh one thing i was thinking about while you guys were discussing this is that this country started because in part um Essentially, there were a bunch of laws and regulations being made. They were being taxed, and they didn't feel like they had representation, taxation without representation. What's happening today is that the American people are being taxed. It's being fed into an educational system that are essentially indoctrinating our children, largely against the wishes of the parents. And there's a, there's a quote, and it goes, to compel a man to furnish funds for the propagation of ideas he disbelieves and abhors is sinful and tyrannical. I believe that is attributed to Thomas Jefferson. Now, whether it is or not, I have, I'm not sure, but it's correct. And I just want to say, applaud what you're doing. Wish you the best of luck. Anything we can do to help. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. God, it's awesome. I, I'm not going to spoil anything else with any comments. I've talked enough in this show. Um, Scott, I'd like to, first of all, thank you for coming on and, and being a, I mean, I think maybe the most positive guest we've ever had. 
um this is this has been a, a really fun show for me uh I, I know homeschooling is one of those things where i don't know when i when i was younger i may have checked out and and not paid a lot of attention but i think this is a moment i think you, you you're really on to something man um so i wish you the best of luck um and not just luck but like we're going to be there to support it um whatever you need in terms of standing this thing up getting the guests um you know production quality and everything else to see this journey from you know the beginning to kind of you know like you do with your kids you know you put them on training wheels and you launch them right you take those training wheels on and you launch them see you this is this is that and for for us to be able to help people uh, for this space, you know, that is coming together to be able to to continue to launch more and more people who are doers, who show up, who have skin in the game. Um, I am just absolutely humbled to be a part of it. Thank you guys uh, all in the audience for showing up. Uh, Mike, Gabe, Alex, thank you. Uh, special shout out to Jordan for, you know, the, the work, you know, that he has done. I give Jordan a lot of shit. Don't get me wrong. I give him a lot of yeah, shit. It's a lot um, of fun to do that. But that it, dude is a heavy lifter. He, he is. Not he is working, and I. That's what I demand from stay-at-home dads. Right? You. You got to be able to. I mean, they get some money's worth out of these guys. You, hey, Shane, can I? I got, can I jump in on you real quick? I know you're wrapping up, but listen. First of all, I'm humbled by by all that. I I am truly honored to be on here talking with you guys. I love. I freaking love the mission of what you're you're doing. And the second thing is I was one of the things I really wanted to do tonight was to I want to publicly challenge all of you guys to a game of puddle up somewhere. And I don't care where it is and I don't care when it is. But I think that would be freaking cool for us to you guys get your favorite whatever beverages that you like. And let's sit down and have some fellowship in person and let's play a Bitcoin game. So I, I sorry for I know you're trying to wrap up the show or do whatever you're going to do there, but. I thought it would be, you're talking about like having a little fun. It's okay to not always be doing a lesson and to just chill out. So there it is. Guys. I don't know about the chilling out part. I mean, a lot of us are competitive. So if we're going to play this game, let's let's go. <laughs> let's get down. <laughs> you, know, you, could, you could put real sets on it. You could just say like each of the, so the way the, the, the game works, Alex, there's 21 million in there. It's divided by each token has like 500,000 on it. So you could just say each token is, is 40,000 sats. You put it into a wallet and then at the end of the game, however many of those you have like that's that's your it's sort of like that's your share of the the, the poker ante if you will right uh, so i don't recommend that like for your kids at, at uh, when you're when you're teaching about financial abstraction maybe you use jelly beans or something at home but if you're playing with big <laughs> in a bar or uh somewhere else uh maybe you put some real sad make for a good story you know after about four more halvings and be like, you know, that 15,000 sats I lost in that stupid game. <laughs> million dollars today or something. Gonna, That's too true. They're going to have to change that saying from I lost my ass to I lost my sats. And, uh, <laughs> That's too true. Yeah. I, I think um, maybe in, uh, in, in round two of the excursion out here to uh, the, the brave mission, maybe that's something we might have to get on to the books, but uh, yeah. Open invite uh, Scott for anything you need in the future, feel free to reach out to all of us. Um, it, it was cool as hell that, you know, Gabe brought this up. I was like, yeah, man, Scott's the man. Like, bring him on for sure. Um, for the rest of everybody out there, a few announcements before we wrap up. Um, next week is Pacific Bitcoin. I don't know that we're going to actually have a show. Uh, however, we will be live streaming from Pacific Bitcoin. Uh, if you don't know about Pacific Bitcoin, uh, both myself and Alex were 
or uh, Swan Bitcoin. And we have a, a giant mission, and it is to get 10 million people on board with Bitcoin. Uh, what we're going to be doing out in Pacific Bitcoin at uh, Santa Monica is, uh, is, 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 is no small feat. And to everybody that's putting this on, that's making this happen, uh, the, the amount of work that's going into this is, is really just untold heroes. Um, next week, we have the Bitcoin's Veterans uh, panel that uh, Alex will be hosting. Myself, uh, Gabe, Jordan will be on that along with Mickey Koss. Uh, then I will be hosting another uh, panel with uh, Alex Gladstein, Mike Brock, and I believe Matthew Pines on the fractioned world that we're, uh, that we're living in and going towards. So if you're into something like that and you are in the area or you want to come, you can contact me and Alex. Uh, we can get you some deeply discounted tickets uh, just because we know some guys and, you know, that's how we roll. But uh, outside of that, if we're not around next week, you can tune into those live or you can check them out on YouTube. Uh, thank you guys for being here tonight. Thank you for all you're doing and contributing. Thank you to all the veterans that are out there behind the scenes that are growing the Bitcoin's veterans movement. I mean, this is a freaking animal that is really something to behold. Taking on a life of its own. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. You guys are incredible. And I mean this, I mean, this is a movement now. And we are 15 shows into this. Um, I, I am excited about where we're going to see this through the having, to see this through multiple havings, and to be, you know, here with, you know, the, the, the faces, the front is a minuscule understanding of what Bitcoin's veterans is. So if you've got some talent and you're interested in this, man, reach out to us and we will plug you into these groups. Bring buddies bring family bring your community grow citadels you are the first in what we are doing understand that you are the first you are the people who are planting flags around the world that is no small task we've got backup for you we got help we got doers we got shapers we have people with some real deep pockets and sats that are looking to give back the people who have skin in the game so until next time which will probably be in two weeks. Uh, catch us out at Pacific Bitcoin. Until then, uh, man, thank you guys so much. We'll see you then. Don't shit coin all that fun stuff. Get on the mission for God's sakes. What are you doing with your life?